Education show. I'm here with episode 61 of the podcast, and I'm actually sitting. I'm recording this. Feels like I'm recording it live, but of course I'm not. I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 27th, on the day of the Big Steps Walk Off, and I'm here at Monica Occasional Childcare Centre or Mocha, uh, right in the in the heart of Canberra. And I'm here with Mocha's Centre Director, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Liam. How are you going? I'm good. Welcome back to the show. You appeared in one of our earliest episodes after Kate Ellis's uh, press club That's address. Right. Yes, I did. Yes. We had a chat over a cup of coffee in Monica. We lots did. Of fun. But uh, Robbie, why? So uh, we're we're here at, at Mocha, um, and Mocha is sort of holding is, is the is the sort of host and the and is is holding the Big Steps Walk Off uh, rally here at um, here in Canberra today. So I mean, Robbie, just tell me why why was it really important for you as the as the leader of Mocha that um, Mocha stood up and put up the hand and said we'll we'll lead this event? Yeah, it was really really important, Liam. Um, I think first off, our management committee were hundred percent behind the action. And uh, second of all, the educators who were surveyed and wanted to participate were encouraged by all means to do so. We did have a number who um, opted to stay with the children, but we were able to close two rooms and uh, get the other three rooms um, helping with a couple of other children who who weren't able to be um, at home today with their parents. Uh, we've had so many calls from parents today supporting the educators and supporting the action, which has been absolutely lovely. It's important to Mocha uh, to support the whole nation. We have a very generous management committee, and when we look at the award, we, we do try by all means to pay above the award, but that's not the case for educators throughout Australia, and we stand 100% with our nation's professional educators who do such a complex and wonderful job and wonderful work with our young children today and we're so proud of that so this sort of action is always a day for celebration as much as a demand for professional recognition and for professional wages so it's been absolutely wonderful to be a part of it and to be able to welcome other educators from the ACT to come and join us today was great and United Voice came and um, yeah, thanked everybody too for the for the action taken today. Yeah, it's been great to see such a diversity of organisations and centres and everyone sort of converging on Mocha. So Robbie, tell me about your, your personal history with the campaign. How long have you been involved with Big Steps? How long have you been fighting this fight? Yeah, I guess I've been um, involved with... Um, Big steps now for since its inception, but with the miscellaneous 
uh, Union as well as United Voice. That's right, the old LHMU. Yeah, that's right. That's what I started for, with as well. For many years, you know, for many years. <laughs> we used years. to be miscellaneous, Robbie. Yes, We've already right. had a big win. <laughs> <laughs> We're not miscellaneous anymore. <laughs> that's right. And um, I actually personally knew Lyndall Ryan uh, through caring for her son Tom at the Narrabunda Children's Cottage oh, wow. many years ago. Yep. And myself and um, Medi Bleich, who who works here at Mocha, she has a long history of being involved with um, United Voice as well. And it goes back to um, probably the early 1990s. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it goes back to the early 1990s when uh, Lyndall Ryan was championing the cause and the support for educators way back then and I remember yeah she was one of the first union reps that that I ever spoke to and and met and uh, it was that relationship that she built that she built with the educators you know in, in the 1990s that really fostered a longing to be a united force and to speak up for the educators yeah. and for and for wages back then for improvements for great and better working conditions yeah. so it's always been a passion you know to <laughs> if you can't make it happen then find other people who can help us make it happen yeah you know, we have to yeah it's been a long fire robbie and yes. you know looking around all the people you know, today, some of those people you mentioned that have just been these really incredible um, women who have been leading and leading the charge on this fight. You know, yourself and Lyndall. Um, I didn't see Avis Kerr today, but I know she's been, she you know, be she would be here if she, she could, could have been. Be, yes, exactly. um, you know, there, there are people, you know, and this is just, you know, here in Canberra, and it's exactly the same uh, around the country, but I'm always just so inspired by all of these um, these people that I've had such of the fortune to, to look up to and be inspired by, including yourself, Robbie, Aww. in the sector. It's um, it's amazing, you know, watching... For me, it's been amazing watching it slowly progress. And on um, I was looking through some old photos of some of the old events, like the Family and Community Day in 2013. We had the Quality Matters book launch at the at Parliament House. Um, and it's it, events... It, I think one of the challenges is it feels like it's been taking so long to get anything done, but... It feels like each event is bigger and bigger and where you know we're going to be looking at events happening all around the country today and centers closing and um and families getting behind the support you know robbie are you um i'm always at risk of being really pessimistic and getting getting you know depressed about the state of things but are you are you hopeful that these sort of events will will, will, will keep building and eventually there'll be change look definitely hopeful liam and um you look for the silver you always look for the silver lining but I think today was about bringing the voices together and how good did it feel to have everyone together. I mean, we were even able to to uh, sing a song today, you know, in, in unison. Um, we did try to keep in tune. I'm not quite sure we did that well. <laughs> but, look, I am, I am really hopeful. I will be ever hopeful that things will improve, if not for me and those of my generation, for the educators who are coming through the ranks. Yeah. You know, we can lead the way a certain way up the mountain, but then they're going to take over soon. Yeah. And it's about uh, teaching these ones not to be fearful. I think when we were starting out in the profession, we were a fearful bunch, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think it's through the, having the likes of you encouraging us that, you know, it gives us that courage and that bravery as well. And then collectively, you know, putting our voices together, that's what's made the difference. Oh, you're far yes. too kind, Robbie. But, you know, that, that idea of educator voices is, is really important. That's probably a good segue. So the episode um, that's coming out today will be pretty much...
much just hearing from people at some of the rallies across Australia today. So, you know, Robbie, as we we're, we're going to cut to those uh, those sort of uh, interview snippets um, just after this break. But I know if you had you know one message to give to all the educators out there working in centres, whether they're members or not, or whether they attended an event today or not, what you know what what's your message to those educators who are working out there today? Not be so fearful. Yeah, not to be so fearful and join your voice to many. Yeah, one voice adds to another one and we're away. Absolutely. That's how we affect big change. Yeah. Well, bear with us for a quick break and then we'll be back with some interviews from uh, the rally events in Canberra and New South Wales. Great. All the best, Lee. Janelle in the past um, for quite a number of years and I want to say that our job is horribly undervalued because a lot of people don't understand it. Our job is so much more than just babysitting. We are filling so many roles for children and families and for the community and that's immense. We get to the end of our days exhausted because our job is emotionally and physically and intellectually challenging. We do so much for families. We are covering regulations and health and safety and hygiene. We need to be reading brain research so that we know how brains develop and how children form attachments and how we can best integrate that into our practice. We are reading up on indigenous culture, on environmental sustainability, and all of this is integrated into the curriculum that we are tailoring for every child in our care. We're not looking at a class of 30 and teaching them all the same thing. We've got our smaller classes, and some of them are bigger, and we're looking at every single one as an individual. And we give so much to families, to parents. Every day they get stories of how their child integrated. We're getting stories of how they've struggled and overcome challenges. And we've got to be watching for every step that every child is taking and pulling apart what it means. And we are doing so much in our jobs that's just not recognised. And the moment you put the word care into our job description, we are devalued because care is taken as a women's job. Yes, 
Men care, yeah, yeah. women care. We are all capable of care and the more we all care, the better our society is. We are all here making a better society. We pay everyone. They can bloody well pay us what we're worth. <laughs> as both an early childhood teacher and currently a teacher in the tertiary sector um, and I'm here both to support uh, the sector and also um, I guess make a change so that the students that I'm working with now have a better uh, space to come into as professional educators. And as an early childhood teacher if you could stand in front of the government right now what, what is it that you'd like to say to them? As an early childhood teacher, I would say I don't think you realise how important the early years are um, and or you don't care because if you did realise, you would see that um, it matters and it matters to have professional people. I've worked as a director with both 
um, you know, people who are more professional, who are more personal. And we're coming from a place where it's personal. It's changed. It's not that anymore. We need professional um, educators. And so we need professional um, pay parity. Like, and if you got more money in your own personal pay packet, what would you spend it on? Oh, possibly would go back into my class. What, as a teacher? As a teacher. Um, in an early childhood teacher? Yeah. Um, I might even support more educators to come and do this, um, to be able to feel like they didn't have to lose out. I know a lot of people were afraid um, to walk off. So I guess that's what I would do. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. And can you just say, um, are you actually working in a centre at, a mom- at the moment or just at uni? I'm at uni, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just say your full name. Uh, Dr. Andy Salomon. <laughs> oh, should I congratulate you, Dr. Salomon? <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. What was your PhD in? My PhD was about um, infants and toddlers and how educators... Uh, conceptions of what they are and are not capable of uh, come through in their practice and then impact on what the babies end up being capable of or not. So again, it comes back to highly qualified people who understand how sophisticated and intense the work that we do with, you know, we don't don't, um, ever learn as much as we do in the first three years of our lives and I tell my students if our brains were to grow at the same rate our heads would explode and yet it's the least um, cared for uh, and valued aspect. Bye, thanks. So I'm here with Lyndall Ryan. Lyndall, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So Lyndall, tell us uh, what, why are you here today and what's your role? Oh, because we have been fighting for equal pay for far too long and early childhood educators have just had their work undervalued um, by um, successive uh, governments and policy makers. Uh, we've now uh, had a, a failure of the system and the, of the court system to deliver. And, you know, people are pretty angry, pretty pretty um, distressed, particularly that the government doesn't appear to be listening to this issue at all. And so, Lyndall, so you're the, uh, and I'm not good at titles, but you're the branch secretary yep. for United Voice in the ACT, so you've obviously had a huge part in in uh, planning the event. We're here in lovely uh, Mocha, and I'm going to hopefully track down the centre director for this later. But, um, you know, I'm looking around just to see of awesome big steps. Shares. Are, you, are you sort of hopeful, and there are events happening around the country, are you hopeful this is going to lead to some change? Uh, well, you know, the more we talk about this problem, the better it is. You know, um, they're ignoring it, but if we can get our voices loud enough, then um, they'll have to pay attention to it. Uh, that's the case for every movement ever. That's the case for anyone who's ever won change. Um, it took years to achieve uh, equal marriage rights in this country, far too long, but they would never have achieved it if they just didn't keep raising their voice on that issue. Yeah. Or if they just stayed at home. Yeah, just stayed at home. Hmm. So, Lindell, you know, if you could... Give Give a message out there to the listeners maybe who, who aren't members of the United Voice or didn't attend any events today. If you could give a, give, a, give a message to them, what would your message to them be? Well, don't give up and don't, uh, and don't accept no for an answer. Uh, join your union, jump on our um, Big Step campaign website and find out more of it and reach out to other educators because you're not alone with your problems with the bills. You're not alone with your frustration about a lack of recognition. All your sisters are behind you. You just need to join us. Thanks, Lyndall. Thanks, mate. Why are you here today? 
Uh, I'm an academic working in early childhood teacher education and I think it's really important that we are out here supporting people doing this very important work of working with young children for very poor, work, poor wages and poor conditions. And if there was one thing you could say to the government about what they need to do, what would it be? Think more carefully about the first years of a child's life and the significance that has for the culture, for the country, for the community, and to recognise that we're on about early childhood education and care, not just a place to park children while their parents work for um, the productivity of the country. It's about children first. And do you see students choosing other teaching degrees and other education degrees rather than early childhood? Yes, and they cite the working conditions of holidays, hours and pay rates as a motivating factor and also the lower status. So the way the government positions early childhood contributes to the poor status of early childhood education and care in the community. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm Catherine Helwig and I'm from Community Services One and um, looking forward to joining the fight for equal pay for the educators. Uh, Amanda Tobler from Community Services One. And I think what's really important for me is Amanda, you're the CEO of Community Services Number One here in the ACT and Amanda, you're the... Oh, Amanda and Catherine. <laughs> I'm not good at titles, Executive Director for the, uh, for the children Children's Programs, youth. for Children and Youth, so probably it's, it's just fantastic to see people in such huge leadership roles here at the sector supporting the, uh, you know, all the educators working in your centres. You know, Amanda, why was it really important you came today? I think it's really important for us to show that we are in solidarity with our early education and care workers. We know that they do an absolutely amazing job. Uh, I think somebody earlier had said today they're not here about um, you know, looking after children, they are here to educate children. They are educating children for today, they're educating children for tomorrow and what they're doing is building our community for the future that we've got. And if we don't actually start to harness those people and actually start to say they are valuable members of our community, how can we then turn around and say that our children are valuable members of our community? We need to step up and we actually need to say we need great pay for this great workforce that do an amazing job. Wonderful. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find anyone disagreeing with you here, Amanda. And Catherine, look, you've been, I know you've worked with young children for, for a, a long time. Are you, are you hopeful that you know, something might change based on the, based on the actions today? And the ones happening, <laughs> we can never be too hopeful, I know, but you know, are you, are you hopeful that the government will listen to this message? I think that it's time for us to start working together as a community. I think that we're starting to recognise the work that we do as professionals and so it's a good a chance as any to start getting some traction in this movement around equal pay. Wonderful. Thank you both very much. <laughs> okay, my so why are you here today? Well, I am privileged enough to work at, as the director at Clavelli Child Care Centre. <clears throat> we value our workers, we believe we are professional um, people that need to be valued and increase our wage appropriately. So if you were talking to the government right now, what's the one thing you'd say to them? We are professional, we are educators and we deserve equal pay. This is a gender issue. I'm very um, adamant that if we could get all the voices together, we really need to be valued. And what would you spend extra money on? The stuff. The resources on the No, stuff. if you've got extra money in your pay packet, what would you I spend mean, it on? Pay packet. 
I would I would put money towards red ruby scarlets. What was the thing you wanted? Accoutrements. <laughs> no, but I might actually buy a house. I have actually been working in this industry for over 30 years and I rent. I rent. That's terrible. One of the stories I want to share with you today is our family supported us 100%. Every parent picked up their child early and were gladly supportive of us coming and marching and uh, that's having brilliant. it was actually beautiful. That's really good. So the yeah. families really do care. And can I get your name please? My and name is Deborah Zerbs and Cavelli Child Care Centre. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Hi, my name is Peter Phillips and I work over at uh, Red Hill Child Care Centre, Possum Magic. Uh, my name is Judy Kuzma, I'm an educator and I work at Peter Pan Early Learning Centre. Uh, my name is Pei, I work in the um, Possum Magic. Wonderful. Well, it's nice to see you all here. So, you're here at Manuka Occasional Child Care Centre, you're here at Mocha. You've obviously joined your colleagues, you're all from, or two of you from different services. So, you know, Peter, why, why are you here today? Why is it important that you were here? Um, well, I just think we need a bit more recognition in the, um, in the industry that we perform in. And, yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to, you know, just come out and, you know, have our voice heard for equal pay. Now, Judy, you've been with this campaign a while. You were even the national convener at one stage. So, are you are you hopeful that this, you know, this is another big step in the action we've been taking? Are you hopeful this will lead to a good result? I always hope that any action that we take will lead to a good result. Uh, I just feel that we are having to keep battling this image, the negative image that the government keeps. Um, instilling on us right I just feel that we have to show to them that we are actually professionals that we do have a level of qualification in school and that that it is being applied throughout the day working with the young children that um, that we are dealing with all the time and I feel that you know professional wages is another well the step to help recognize that level of skill and qualification absolutely and look if you could pass on one message to the government or to the community based on today what do you hope what would you hope everyone heard from today equal pay, equal pay. <laughs> hi why are you here today because i'm a passionate educator and i'm tired of working hard and being on the working poor and if you could say to the government one thing what is it that you'd say to them give us a pay rise because we work hard for what we earn and if you did get a pay rise, what would you do with that extra money in your pay each week? Oh my goodness, um, go to the movies, go out for dinner, um, just be able to live my life more comfortably instead of trying to see where the money's going to come from for the next bill. Fair enough too. Can I just get your name and your centre? Um, Jenny Adams from Canterbury Children's Cottage. Thank you, Jenny. I'm Maureen from Forest Early Childhood Centre. I'm the director there. We're part of Community Services One. And I'm Cinaron and I'm a team leader there in the toddler room at Forest Early Childhood Centre. Wonderful. Thanks, Forest, for coming. So why was it important, Maureen, that you were here today? Because we need more pay. Equal pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that complicated, really, no. is it, Maureen? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Maureen, how long have you been involved in the Big Steps campaign? Um... A number of years, but this is the first time we've been on a march. That's so exciting. Maureen, go forest. We're both, yeah, both yeah. virgin marches. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> the first time has to be sometime. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so great to see so many people here from so many different centres. Yeah, so, definitely. Are you, like, say if you could give one message to the government or to the community about how important you know today is, what are you, what are you hoping people will take away from today? Well, how important our job is um, and that children are our future and we're moulding these wonderful human beings um, and we need to be recognised and pay would be a wonderful way to recognise us. We know that families and communities recognise us, so now it's up to government. Why are you here today? I'm here because I've walked off the job with my colleagues from Clavelli Children's Centre. Um, I'm also here as a representative of the Social Justice in Early Childhood group um, and an activist in general as an early childhood teacher to demand that we have better wages in early childhood education. And if there's one thing that you could say to the government, what would that be? It would be, listen to the story that we've told you time and time again over the past decade at least and value children, recognise that all the stuff that you go on about in terms of um, NAPLAN results being low and etc, etc, all could be fixed by paying early childhood educators and teachers properly and well and then you, you would actually have the smart nation that you're after. And if you got more money, what would you spend it on? Accoutrementic accessories. <laughs> but you... I'd share them with you, Lisa. <laughs> Can you please say your full name and uh, centre? Um, Red Ruby Scarlet. And I'm a part-time um, in the collective of the Clavelli Children's Centre. Thank you. Uh, I'm from uh, one other childcare centre from Garant. Yes. And what's your name? My name is Garn. Garn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gail and I'm from one of the centres in Garen also. Uh, hi, my, um, I'm Yui, I'm from the uh, Garen Gurusta. Wonderful. Now, Gan, why is it really important you and your team were here today? Well, myself, I haven't been working in this sector for a long, long time and I think we deserve more. We have been working really hard. We have family to, to raise. I have two children myself, and I think my salary needs to be higher to be able to providing better care for my children as well. At, at the same time, we've been working really hard to supporting another children to develop where they, they have to be and what, you know, to be the background of the children development. So I think government needs to start to recognize it and see and where you what are we doing and you know to give out more money I think. Absolutely right and what about you Gail? Why are we going here today? Well I've been in childcare for a long time I've had a break but I started when I was 21 years old and now I'm over 50 <laughs> say no more <laughs> um, and there hasn't been much of a pay rise at all in all, all those times and when I say to people, I was overseas uh, in January and I said I was a childcare worker. I said uh, I'd really love that we would have um, higher pay and we would be valued. And they go, oh, you only look after children though. And that was the regular comments I got. And when I started to explain about um, sensitive observations, the paperwork side of it also, uh, individual um, assessments of the children, uh, regular training, then that was different. But I don't think the public are aware of exactly what childcare workers do. And I really like my job, but I would appreciate a pay rise after also two years of studying. 
Anyone, why are you here today? Um, I have been working in Gusta uh, about five years, so I feel it's hard work. Every day we need to put all the, you know, very carefully and look after children and uh, uh, help to eat out. So, and also I have family. I have two children. They need to learn. Uh, we need more money support my children. Get some more education, education, you know, more like the they like play the piano and like play the painting uh, class and like to do some um, AFL training. So we need, so that's why we need more money spot for my family too. Great, it's so nice to see you all here. Thanks for coming. Were you pleased with the turnout today? The turnout today was fantastic. It just shows how committed and passionate educators are to winning um, this fight for equal pay, so it's great. It's been a really long fight. What do you think, personally, as head of the union, is needed to change the trajectory of it to win? I think that we've, we've had a number of fights along the way to the big battle for equality and, and all of that has now unfolded. We've won the um, professional um, framework for education, um, you know, we've built community and parent support um, and it's now coming right to the time where it's, it's our turn to to win um, equal pay and um, you know there's nothing else that we need to do to set this up we're there we've done the hard work and everybody's ready for it do you think it'll ever happen under a conservative government or will we have to wait till the ALP gets elected again I'd always like to think the power of people can make whatever change we need to make. Um, realistically, it's hard, harder under a Conservative government. They're not our friends in this in this campaign, um, and they're not the friends of workers. Uh, but still, you know, the power and the energy that's building in this campaign, uh, you know, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't say that we couldn't win it if we set out to. Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen Carey, I'm from Mocha. And we're standing at, this event's being held at Mocha. Kerry, it's so exciting to see Mocha, as usual, taking a big leadership role in the sector. So Kerry, why is it important that you're here today? Why are you standing with your fellow educators? Because I believe that the educators should be paid a, a equal pay with other industries that are getting more, that are male-dominated, and we are not valued for the work we do with the children, who are our future leaders. That's absolutely right. Kerry, how long have you been working in early childhood? Uh, about 20 years now. Okay. And are you, do you hope it doesn't take another 20 years for this to be sorted out? <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's hope it happens very, 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 very soon. Oh, wow. And uh, do you know, like, uh, Kerry, you, you're in a leadership role at Mocha. Why, why does Mocha as a centre, you know, always just have so great, such great leadership on these issues? What do, you, what do you think it is about Mocha that takes the leadership role here? It's just a special place uh, and um, all educators are, are valued. Um, and we have a great director in Robbie. Why are you here today? To support all the educators as we deserve a higher pay rate. And if there was one thing that you could say to the government, if they were in front of you right now, what would you say? Just because we're a female industry, we deserve to be recognised as well. And if you got more money in your pay pocket, what would you spend it on? I can afford a house. <laughs> And um, can you just give me your name and centre? Sylvia from Good Start Early Learning Centre, Asheville. Thank you. I'm Rowena, I'm from Mocha, um, and I've 
been in the um, education care sector for about 25 years. Tell me about why it was important. I mean, it's at Mocker, so you didn't have to go too far to get here, yeah. but why was it important you were here in solidarity? Yeah, it, was, um, it was lucky that we were, it was at Mocker. That was great. And I think, you know, there was a time in my career that I had to actually leave the sector, wasn't able to work directly with children, simply because I couldn't actually afford to have children and work in the sector at the same time. So that is a big reason of why I'm here today. And when, that, when I decided to come back to the sector, I made sure, you know, that I wanted to be a part of our union and I wanted to contribute to um, creating some change. So, yeah, that's why today's important to me. Wonderful. And what are you hoping will be the outcome today? Are you hoping people will listen? Yeah, I'm hoping the community will listen. I'm hoping politicians and decision makers will listen. And I'm hoping also the sector will listen and that the more and more of us... Who, who join this and come together will have a louder voice and, and hopefully can create change together. Wonderful. Marina, thank you. Thank you. Why are you here? I'm here because I've been in the sector for nearly 20 years and I feel like we're saying the same things that we've been saying for 20 years and it's time that the wider community knows the important work we do and that uh, educators get remunerated appropriately for the responsibility that they have. What is the one thing you'd say to the government if you could? Investment in our children and their educators that work with them is the single most important investment a country should make and it's high time that they support the sector. We're losing good people in droves and if we're going to talk about dollars, there's no better investment than you can make. You can make than in early childhood. And what would you do if you got more money? Hmm. <laughs> How would you spend it? Probably go on more holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd at least, I suppose, it would make you feel a little bit like somebody cares about your family at the end of the day after you've been caring about everybody else's family. So, yeah, I'd spend it on my family. I'd do more fun stuff with my family. Sounds great. Can I just get your full name and centre? Vanessa Gentle from Chippendale Childcare Centre. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Find us online at earlyeducationshow.com and while you're there, it would be great if you could hit the support the show tab where you can become a patron of the show and support us for as little as $1 a month. We really appreciate it. Get in touch with us at earlyedushow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter with the username earlyedushow. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. This really helps other people find the show. See you next time.